Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome this week's episode of the podcast. Hope everyone's having a great week. You deserve to have a good week, and hope everyone has a fun and safe Halloween. Whatever you're doing, hope you have a good time, man. Getting spooky and shit. I'm getting ratchet. You know what I'm saying? I got two shows coming up. One in Scranton, and another one in Myrtle Beach this weekend. And I'm just going to get ratchet with it, you know. Boosie and Kevin Gates all night. That's what it's going with. <laughs> but my guest this week is uh, one of my favorite people, man. He, I went on tour with him. I was support on his tour last year on the Double Vision Tour. Uh, he makes some of the best music out there. I know I say that a lot, but, you know, not only is he one of my favorite electronic artists, I just enjoy listening to his music. You know, I don't give a shit if it's electronic or what. He's just one of my favorite people to listen to. He's a guy who's been in the scene for a very, very long time. He's been supported on some of the biggest tours, worked with some of the biggest artists, man. Y'all know him, Mr. Champagne Drip. wood yeah i mean you would think with all this wood you should wait until you're recording to make fun of your wall oh i'm recording dude you can you make are? Fun of my wall. yeah you can make fun of my wall dude bring it what you got on my wood actually boy? i re- i like your wall but i'm yeah. just i'm talking shit it looks yeah, beautiful i built this myself <laughs> yeah no you didn't dude who type of man do you think i am i mean i think you're a great man but you, you kind of gave it away how by laughing, huh, <laughs> you're laugh, like, I, I built just, this myself. I just laugh all the time, dude. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's just my, you know, it's just who I am. Yeah. <laughs> How you're you like doing, buddy? Santa Claus, dude. Actually, so I am gonna grow my beard once November hits. I'm gonna grow my beard out because I realized I learned during COVID times that I can grow a beard. And well, it's that's my first dope. time, first time ever, and I, I, I'm gonna do it, and I think I'm gonna be Santa for you know, grow it till December, so I can be Santa Claus. It ain't gonna be gray, but I might just you know, say fuck it, I'm a young Santa, because you know Santa had to be young at some point. Oh yeah, I think Santa's young at heart too. Yeah, dude, the re- he he actually just got gray hairs quick, like fast. He he got older faster just because he did too much fucking hookers and cocaine or his early years, his early days. Yeah, <laughs> he's giving back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've been a degenerate, degenerate my whole life, dude. I gotta, I gotta do something good in my life. Listen, even though you got the '90s porno webcam, you still look beautiful. I don't even need, hey. four, I don't need 4K to see that smile. You know what I'm saying? This covers up all the all the wrinkles and shit. You know, wrinkles, dude. You ain't that old, bro. No, it's just like years of meth abuse and shit. <laughs> Dude, you don't have the jawline to say that. I feel like I feel like whenever someone says something like that, you can tell by the jawline. I don't know. I, feel I like know. It's usually a giveaway for me. I feel are, like. you, are you calling me fat? No, dude, I'm not calling you fat. <laughs> Actually, I'm calling you. You have a very symmetrical face, you know? That's good. Thank you. If only I knew exactly what that meant. You know, I know it means shaped right, I think. Um, it means both sides are the same. Yeah, yeah, you got a symmetrical <laughs> It's not like lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> what's that What's that one guy on the, uh, the Goonies movie? What is, who was that? That, uh, that ugly son bitch. He looks like an ogre. Um, you know who I'm talking about? I'm, oh, I well, do. You, you don't look like that guy is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> that guy was cool, though. Super cool. Just super he cool. made up for it in personality. 100%. And I'm more into that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. That's how wholesome. You, yeah. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm I'm tired, but I'm I'm great. What are you tired from, dude? You been you staying up late? Fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I was like just working. Dude. On, like, my set for this weekend, so. Yeah, dude, I've seen you more than any other DJ during COVID times. I've seen you. Yes, same, actually. 
How many t- have I seen you three times now? It will be three times this weekend. Yeah, that's the record. I was, I was, at first, it was like peekaboo. I saw him twice. It's crazy. We're like, I saw this guy twice. I saw him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you so much. I've seen you like three times. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot these days, dude. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Dude, so, you know, you're doing these, you know, these socially distant shows. So, I will say the one that we just did in San Antonio, that was the first one where it wasn't like a drive-in show. It was like socially distant. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was weird, man. I'm it weird. was weird. Like, I I don't know, man. It, like, it's uncomfortable. Everyone, I remember looking up and like, like half the people were sitting down at their table. I was like, this is fucking weird, man. This is weird. Yeah, it was super weird. And then like they started to get up to party. I was like, you guys like have to go back to your spots. Right. Or like, (laughs) or like, are you, you know, like fucking i don't know it's it's crazy like the numbers are all spiking right now i think there are more cases per day right now than ever dude i know whenever i was going on going <laughs> on that people were walking up to the rail and i was like no 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 listen yeah listen i know y'all want to party but if you yeah. do that me- i get canceled yeah me too i want to party too i want to party but but i don't want to get sick i don't want to there's like a list of reasons Multiple, yeah, many reasons. Sick. <laughs> Actually, it's just two. Sick and canceled. Because one of those yeah, is going to happen. Yeah, and like, fucking, you know, I'm not worried about myself getting sick. Because, like, we're on stage. We got all the space. But, like, I don't know. I don't want people to go home and, like, kill their grandparents and shit. Yeah, if they were Because if of kill- some show that came out. If they, yeah, if they kill their grandparents, I want it to be on their terms. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah. it's their. It's th- they made that decision. Like, hey, I'm gonna kill my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's fucking weird. And then, like, I also like don't like telling people what to do. But at the same time, it's like fucking. I don't know. There's like it's kind of life and death shit, or it could be. Yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, who fucking knows, but, like, I want to eliminate that chance. Yeah. Do you have a lot more shows coming up other than just this weekend, or uh, any any other ones? I have, like, uh, two this weekend, and then something in... Fuck, I forget where. (laughs) <laughs> dude the driving shows are fun man but like i said that everyone yeah. was had those tables man i was i remember telling the crowd at one point i remember grabbing the microphone i was like yo this is this is pretty weird I'm not gonna lie no i was like this totally isn't weird this isn't weird at all and then i just started making it's fun super, of <laughs> yeah it's super fucking weird um but it's like i don't know trying to live to fight another day here yeah 100 keep shit dude. going um and like try and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, did you see my did you see my dick visuals? Did you, did you see that? Uh, I saw you that? post about that. <laughs> I was talking to the VJ. I was like, hey dude, if I gave you a picture of my dick, could you do like something crazy to where people wouldn't know it's my dick? He's like, Yeah, I got you. He's like, sick. Hold my beer. I gotta go take a dick pic. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's is that assault? Did you just like assault the whole audience? <laughs> well, the BJ's my friend. I know him. I know him very well. And um, you know, it's an unsolicited dick visual. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's obscured, right? It's like I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it's like like he messed it up so it wasn't blatantly your dick. Oh yeah, there's there's absolutely no way anybody could have tell could have like, you know, figured it out. Like, oh my god, is that a yeah. dick that he's doing visual? It's absolutely it was impossible. That's where it was so yeah. funny. You know, so it's like you can't get in trouble. I feel like that way you can't get in trouble for it. That was my thought process. I, I feel like someone'll get mad at you. 
someone always like someone does. will be like how dare you your pixels entered my eyes <laughs> like those pixels came from your dick well it's 18 and up show thank the thank god you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't probably wouldn't have done that shit for show <laughs> yeah so what <laughs> what are you uh what are you being for Halloween, man? This is this is the Halloween this weekend. I guess this is technically the Halloween special on the Talks of Taboo, man. I should have I should have spooked out the studio, but didn't even think about it. You doing anything for Halloween? You dressing up? What you doing? Um maybe. Like I don't I don't really have time, so I might use like a costume I already have. Hell yeah. So I have like a hot dog costume that like, you know, that comes out when I feel like partying. So that might be it. I don't know. My girlfriend's looking at costumes. So like, I think she's going to go to like some costume stores and send me pictures of stuff. So I might have her pick that up because I'm pretty much like, I don't really have time this week, which Dude, sucks, but. Megan balls out with her outfits, though, dude. I feel like she's gonna just find something super uh, sick. Like every time I see Megan, she's got like the, like the dopest outfits like picked out for for yeah, a party. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Who kn probably? Mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Elvis, dude. So. I'm gonna be Elvis. That's dope. Yeah, but I'm gonna be karate Elvis, dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's like one thing you gotta That's... know. Two things you gotta know. One, I'm the king. And two, fucking watch out, man. You know what I'm saying? Look out, man. Was Karate Elvis a real thing? <laughs> I don't know. I saw it in a. I saw him do like the karate. Ch uh, it was the uh, Dewey Cox walk hard, and he ran into Elvis. And oh. like, Look out, man! And that was my idea. I was like, I'm gonna be Karate Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, that's called karate. Only two people know it: the Chinese and the king, and one of them is me. <laughs> I still haven't seen that full movie. I like Dude. missed it when it came out, and then like. Actually, my my girl was like, we started watching it the other night, and I passed out. Dude, it's one of the best it was, comedy movies ever, man. I've seen it. So I love John times. C. Riley. He's amazing, dude. I love the, the soundtrack to that movie is just next level. You know, it's just so fun. It's like you know, like it's kind of like a get him in the grease where it's like funny, but it's still really well produced and just a good written yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, that's some good shit, dude. Hell yeah, yeah. I need to um. I need to watch that whole thing. Yeah, it's it's a legendary movie. But dude, I wanna I wanna switch gears all right and talk a little bit about champagne drip because you know you and I we could talk about personal stuff all day because you and I mm -hmm. feel like we know each other pretty well. I feel like I can be vulnerable around you. But you know I want to talk a little bit about champagne drip because in the last I'll say about two years, man, I've just seen you know the drip you know start pouring if you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> man, like. This, this is something I always like to think about, like, whenever I'm thinking about myself, like, you know, if there was a moment in time that I could pinpoint one thing that kind of changed my career and just really pushed it onto a next thing, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I'm trying to, I want to know what that thing is for you, you know, because like I said, it, it, from my perspective, you know, you know, they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success, you know what I mean? But from my perspective, yeah. you know, from, you know, from the listeners, it just, it was, took this massive jump, you know, can you pinpoint it to that one thing? It's hard because, I don't know, dude, I was like, before stuff like started getting good, um, I'd been making music for like 18 years. So it was like more than like a 10 year overnight success. It was like at the 10 year point, I was like, all right, it's right around the corner. Like it's going to happen. And then like at that point, I was so invested in this shit. I was like, I can't give up. But it was really scary and a bummer <laughs> for a long time. Um, it's hard to like pinpoint like a tipping point to where things i mean i a lot of it's like people who've helped me out yeah. you know like i mean i work hard on i work as hard as i can on music or ah, maybe i could work harder but i work hard at it and you know it's like 
do the best I can, but honestly, man, it's like just getting support from people yeah. over the last couple of years, like kind of more support than ever. And certain individuals like where their like support was super valuable. Um, and I feel like that's really what changed a lot. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I like what you said there. Maybe I could be working harder, dude. I love that because I'm a firm believer. I know I like, could. Yeah, I love that shit, man. I always always tell myself, like, you know, I could always anybody could be working harder. You know what I mean? Like I always think that anybody can work harder and anybody can push themselves a little bit more. I try, yeah. I try to I try to, you know, remind myself that at times. I'm like, man, I'm doing good, but I could be doing better, you know. Sure. Yeah. I've I feel honestly I feel like I could maybe work harder it's hard to say though i know i could but it's weird like i feel like if i worked all the time that it wouldn't necessarily that doesn't mean like things are going to be better right or right, that sure. like just because i i feel like i always benefit from like stepping away from work too 100 percent, man and it so it's like hard to know because I've gone through periods where it's like I'm riding like eight hours a day and I feel like by day five, like it starts to hit kind of flat or I, I don't know. It's different every time, but sometimes it'll hit this point where it's like, all right, I'm not I'm not improving here. It's time to step away. Yeah, not for a second. That is the thing with like you know with the cre with being creative like you have to have things that kind of refresh those creative juices, man. Yeah. And I guess like I especially lately I've been kind of focusing more on what those things are for me. Like what are those things that actually do refresh my creativity and and I, and I've been learning new stuff to do more and more what are those things for you man like what are some things that you do whenever you're like all right man i've been working on music for fucking five days i need to get out the house and go do something that makes me happy other than music what are those things for you samuel son my my favorite and honestly i don't get to do it enough um just because it requires like planning and preparation and, and a lot of time like i love camping or just being in nature um that's always like super good for me to just step away from like the kind of fast pace like put my phone away like maybe check it once a day or something just in case i need to like put out a fire or something yeah but but just like put that shit away and just like i don't know go look at the stars hell yeah because it kind of Go ahead, so I'm, my bad. It, it just kind of like reminds me, of like, I don't know how small we are and how it maybe doesn't matter at all what we do. Yeah. And that, like, kind of, I don't know, there's something like relieving about that. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love, how far do you have to go to go camping, dude? Because you live out in LA. Uh, the, there's like a camping spot like an hour from here. Okay, where? That's it. Like Sometimes it's crowded. I w I've only been to that one once, but one time I went and it was like school just got back in. It was like two years ago. School just got back in and there was like no one there. And it was beautiful. You would have no idea. I would have no idea that I'm like an hour from home. Could you and that like. Could you see the stars out there? Yeah, it wasn't, like, as good as, like, fucking, if you're, like, up in Montana on a clear night, but you could see the stars. Dude, I want to yeah. go to Montana so fucking bad. Somebody asked me if I could go vacation anywhere, where would I go? I said Montana, dude. Heard of the <laughs> most beautiful place in, in the world, man, is what I've been told. You should go to, like, go camping at, like, Glacier National Park. Yeah, 100%. That's what I want to do, man. It like looks photoshopped. It's crazy. Like <laughs> it's Dude, nuts. Like, anytime I'm around mountains, like my mm -hmm. eye, my eyes always kind of water up because it just doesn't look real. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Every time I look at just nice mountains, I'm just like, this isn't real. This isn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's like the same thing for me. It's like looking at the stars, mountains. That's why I love nature so much because it's just like I don't know. Nature doesn't give a fuck about us. So if you're like, not doing, if you're not doing, <laughs> if you're not doing the camp and stuff constantly, like what what are other things that you're kind of doing just to kind of get some refreshing things going? I like cooking a lot. Yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen you post a lot of pictures about stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a creative outlet that's different and, you know, at, you know, it's, I do it for me and like my lady or like some friends lately. It's just been me and my lady, but it's, it's something where it's like, I don't know, there's like, I don't make any money at it. It's a creative outlet that's just like. I get, I guess, like a hobby. Like it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't matter if I fuck it up or. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if I screw up music because I don't have to show it to anybody. But you know, like, I don't know. It's fun. I like it too because I didn't get into it until maybe like four years ago or something, maybe five years ago, and. It's like I wasn't good at it. So it's kind of fun because it's something that I like learned more recently in my life and I just kind of stuck with it. I got really interested in it, I guess. And that yeah. made me just like keep trying it and then um you know, I'm I'm not like a gourmet chef or anything, but I you know, I'm be I'm better than I was and like, that's fun for me. Hell so, yeah. like, learn new shit. Yeah, you're a pretty foodsy guy. I know whenever I was on the Double Vision tour with you, <laughs> it was, like, every stop that we had, you knew the spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew where to go. Like, you're like, oh, shit. Sometimes. I, I used to have this list that, um, like, you know, um, that I got from Diesel Boy. Like years ago, and it was like a list for a list. like uh, for every major city because he's like a really like foodsy guy. Um, like he's super into cooking and shit, like crazy on another level. Uh, and he just had this awesome list yeah. of restaurants to check out. So I used to follow that, and then I guess it's just like. Kind of just being in cities over and over again, kind of learning what's good and what's bad. Having locals show me shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I guess I'm always just kind of like, uh, where's the sports bar? Because I guess like on the weekends, I'm like, sports are on. I got to get me a cold beer, watch the game. Hell yeah. Yeah, but I remember with you, man, we went and had like this, it was like this uh, Oriental Chinese place, or it was in, it was in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, or yeah, you know, yeah, somewhere it was in Brooklyn. We and I went with you. There's a bunch of us, and dude, that was some weird things they were cooking up, <laughs> like some weird shit. But you, Where, was, you, you was stoked I, on it, bro. Oh, that I was that in DC. It's possible, yeah. With it's possible. Bill, it's yep, was, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that is a Kaya stuff. Yeah, yeah, that shit yeah, that shit's dope. That was, like, one of the first things I learned to cook was, like, Japanese food. Yeah? Oh. What's yeah. your favorite dish to cook? I just made, like, kimchi stew the other night. And I hadn't made that in a while. And that's, like, one of my specialties. Kimchi? Sounds it's like, like kimchi stew. It's, like, the closest thing I could think of to it that's, like, American is, like, chili. Hell yeah. Did you get you a kimchi <laughs> cheese dog? You know, kimchi yeah, that, cheese. That'd be good. Kimchi dog, probably, probably, because it's like sauerkraut kind of kimchi. I can't even put my tongue on some sauerkraut. I don't even know what it tastes like. Thinking about it, I'm being real. I do yeah. actually. No, no, no. I do. I know. I worked at. I worked at a Sonic, and we'd make a whenever we, we had sauerkraut for like just one hot dog, and yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's how I know where it is for just from Sonic. I love sauerkraut. Yeah. I love dude, fermented shit. Dude, so I didn't know you had been doing this for 18 years. When you said you've been doing music for 18 years, were you doing production for 18 years? Or were you like a, a musician? Were there any, any instruments involved? Or was it just... It's like music been 
20 now for production. I played piano and drums before that. Yeah. I could play piano when I was a little kid. Uh, I was never good at it. Um, <laughs> same with drums. I was never, like, great at it. Um, and then I got, like, some, like, dinky free computer programs in, like, 2000. And just started messing around with, like, arranging shit. Like, rendering down a track and, like, the most basic shit. Um, and there really wasn't a lot you could do without, like, hardware back then. And, yeah. I, like, I had no idea because I was, I grew up in the middle of fucking Oregon with, like, I knew, like, a couple other people who made music and none of them even took it seriously so like i i had no idea what to do i didn't know like you needed hardware or anything to make music and i wouldn't know what to get or be able to afford it if i did um i remember i had like cubase and like some of the first ever vsts and like they kind of sucked. I'd imagine so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> and then like I got my hands on like Rebirth. This program, I don't, do you know that one? Rebirth. It's like, yeah, it's Rebirth. It's like about, it's like basically two three o threes and eight o eight and a nine o nine like kind of VST thing in its own program, and you could like record it and like I, don't know, I guess you're using a mouse like change parameters and record that that was pretty dope that was by the company that makes reason mm. but yeah so i guess i don't know it was weird i started messing around with shit but there wasn't a lot you could do i was kind of just limited to like my parents computer yeah yeah, you had said something that I that that I wanted to ask about. So you had said there was people around you, but they weren't taking music too serious. Around like what time did you start taking it serious? And like, was there a certain reason? Or like, for me, I had like I was always doing music when I was a kid. I took it you know pretty serious my whole life. But I had this one epiphany. I can just name it down to that moment to where I was like, "Yo, this is what I'm gonna fucking do." You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck everything else. Fuck trying to go get a normal job. Like this is. This is what I'm going to do. I'm either going to fucking sink or swim. And I can, I can narrow that down to like a, a moment in time. And was, did you have a moment like that? Was there a time where you're like, yo, like this is what I'm going to fucking do. I'm really going to take this serious. I'm going to take it as, as far as I can take it. Um, like it's hard to remember, but I think it was pretty early on. Cause like I, like the minute I heard electronic music, I was like, oh, I want to fuck. How the fuck do they do that? I want to figure that out. Like, what's that sound? Like, I've never heard these sounds before. And so for a long time, like, I wanted to do it. And I think I knew because I was into, like, painting. And, like, even though I wasn't very good at the drums or piano, and I, I knew that that was because of, like, I knew that the more energy I put into it, the more I would get out of it. But that issue with drums is like i didn't want to be in a band and like no one's like a singer songwriter like dr drum drummer yeah i mean you you can't be if you play other shit but i i don't know maybe the next wave of music will just be dudes yelling over the drum kit fucking who knows but well, that's already been a wave dog <laughs> that's been a wave <laughs> But I was like, I don't want to, like, I tried having friends over to, like, play music together. and A lot of them were, like, way better than me, so it kind of sucked. I was yeah. like, this is, like, I'm, I'm, like, I could tell I was frustrating them. Um, and, like, it just wasn't fun. And, and they were into different music, yeah. you know? I had yeah. one friend who wanted to do, like, a Dave Matthews band thing. 
I was like, I, I wanted to be like in Nine Inch Nails or some shit. So it was like different ideas. So, but I think with electronic music, I was like, oh, like a lot of my heroes were like one person. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could do like a whole thing myself. So I think I even knew like before I started doing it that I wanted to or at least try it. And then when I realized it might be possible, I was like pretty determined. Yeah. Is that why you moved out to L.A.? You know, because like you said, you're from Oregon. Do you move out to L.A. for music? Um, I moved out here. A lot of it was music and like friends. Like, I felt like at one point, like, even so, like, even when I lived in Portland, I, I had like a handful of friends who took music seriously. But that's like only a couple. Yeah. And then out in LA, I had friends who were like doing shit. Um, like I, I, um, I've been buddies with um, like John Twelve Planet for years. Um, probably about like fifteen or sixteen years now. We used to talk on AOL Instant Messenger. Jesus. Um, back when he was infiltrated. And like, kind of like, I don't know. And then he started like really doing a lot of stuff. And 12 Planet was like blowing up and he was touring with Skrillex and shit. Um, and he was always like, dude, you got to come to LA, dog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, like eventually I was like, well, fuck, like enough people were asking me to come here. Yeah. Do you feel like it had a... Because right now... I won't say right now. I think more people are starting to realize a different way. But, you know, there is still, like, this notion or, like, this push to where it's like, if you're trying to be a music producer or a DJ, you should move to L.A. because that's where it's happening. Do you feel like moving... Do you feel like you'd be at where you're at now in your career if you didn't move to L.A.? And do you think that people still have to go do that move? I don't think anyone has to do that move. Um, I think it was good for me because, like, Portland was bad for me. Yeah. So I needed to go just someplace that was good for me. Um, just on a personal level. Got you. Like, I already had friends out here. I had friends who were, like, encour would encourage me to, you know take yeah. things seriously um so like it was good for me and you know it's it's always impossible to be like well what if you know yeah um but i um for me it was good and the weather was like was good for me because the weather was like in portland i think was depressing yeah, really depressing. Yeah, it's just fucking cloudy. And I was off. just, like, fucking partying all the time and, like, getting fucked up in Portland, like, going out all the time. And I moved here, and, like, I couldn't afford to do that. Yeah, so. right. Dude, a beer, a beer, uh, I went to exchange, and is it exchange is the big club? Yeah. I think I went to exchange, and I forgot, it was either 13 or $17 for a damn beer like a normal yeah, size and i was like how do people do this i bought a beer i was just like dude i'll go no hell no this <laughs> is like hell yeah, no. stupid yeah it's and ridiculous they and they wonder why people do drugs dude drugs are so much cheaper man yeah i mean it's uh <laughs> i don't know that's how they make money though like that place must cost a fortune to run Dude, I bet you it's doing... Fuck, imagine it now, man. If, I don't know how they're going to stay open. If they were making all that money then, like, they haven't made shit in, like, seven months. Yeah, who knows if... I don't even know what's going on. Like, all these places, like, might not exist anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, they might not. Some of them are opening up with these limited capacity shows, man, where it's like limited capacity. There's like mask and force. Some of them have like some type of socially distance yeah. precautions in place. Some of them don't. Some of them like people, places like Florida. They're like, yo, come on, come on. You know what I mean? And that's fucking wild as shit. But yeah, I just played there, but we did like like a CDC, like it was a drive in with masks, you know, and social distancing and shit. And people thought it was like a lot of people complained. They were like, why, why would I go here when I could like go down the street and see this other DJ in a fucking nightclub? Um, that's a good point. Like yeah. normal, you know, but point being like those people, those DJs are getting in trouble. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. Like Texas is open as fuck. And, like, it's just, like, like, I don't know. I was looking at the case numbers. It was, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, they're almost at a million just in the state. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, I, I mean, I know you know I'm, like, a big podcasting fan and shit. Like, the... The producer, jo Jamie, over at Joe Rogan just got fucking COVID. Dude, my dad got it. Yeah? Is yeah, he all right? My sister had it. Uh, her girlfriend had it. My dad. My dad's fine, dude. My dad's fine. Him and his old lady, uh, his wife, they got one. They got it. I guess technically my stepmom. Um, they, they both got the COVID. They're fine, dude. They said they just, you know, had a little fever. And I'm yeah. glad, dude. I mean, my dad, if if he would have got killed by the COVID, I would have been so mad at him, letting him take a fucking... My dad's one of the most hard motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, he needs to go out getting shot or, like, getting stabbed outside of a bar or something like that. Like, that's the that's the only logical way my dad needs to go. <laughs> like, any, any other way is just unacceptable. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's good. He needs, like, an, like a Viking's death. Yeah, like a, a warrior's death. Yeah, like sure. yeah. If he doesn't die in battle, he can't go to Valhalla. No, he can't, dude. He's yeah. So. <laughs> like you want us to to plan a funeral? You're fucking crazy, Dad. You are crazy. You better die like a man. That's how he would do it, though. I think that's how he would want to go. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. My dad always said he wants to like just keel over. He loves fishing. Yeah. So he just wants to randomly keel over in a river while he's fishing. That's fucking... That sounds really nice, actually. That That's a nice death. Yeah, how you, totally. How do you want to go, dude? Have you ever thought about that? How you want to go? Um... Yeah. Um... <laughs> like, I don't know. Fucking doing something fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, I haven't thought about how I want to go, but I've thought about what I want my funeral to be like, and I've already written it down and gave it to the powers that be and let them know, hey, this is my will. Smack that by Akon is going to be played at my funeral. It's just going to yeah. be on. It's going to be on repeat. Smack that by Akon. It's just, it's just that's how it's going to be. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, dude, that's good. You know. So a lot of people don't know because I didn't know this until we hung out a lot. But you weren't always the champagne drip. Was it SPL? Is that right? Did I get that right? You were, you know, that was your first. I won't say. I don't know if that was your first project, but that was who you were before you were champagne drip. And I haven't yeah. had a chance to listen to the music. Was was it drum and bass? Am I right to say that? I made or a bunch right? of different shit. Like my first releases were drum and bass, and then. I started putting out like, and that, so my first release was, I think, 2004 or five. I was actually, actually just going through my records the other day and found like a copy of it. Um, I forget the date. Like hard records, like real records. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was all, all the, that was the only way to release like rave music. Dude, how would other DJs get your tracks? Like, did you have to get, like, your tracks in record stores? Or, like, how would other DJs yeah. get music? Record yeah. stores are online. Yeah. Like, living... Well, actually, I worked in a record store in Bend, and, like, we imported dance vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was just like a limited selection because there weren't a lot of DJs in Bend, you know? Dude, what was the what was the compensation of stuff like that like? You know what I mean? Because now you get money for streams, even though it's fucking terrible. It's not even a penny. But like, and then people also can buy your music. Like, what would it be like if someone bought your record? Like, how many of those records do you print off back then? I think it really, like, I got into that right before digital started becoming a thing and Beatport was like a thing so pretty quickly like record sales were on the decline um honestly the first labels i released on like never fucking paid me <laughs> i've been there yep yeah so that was like a shit situation but one of the label owners one of those was nice enough to introduce me to like a distribution company so i started my own record label um, I didn't know that about you. And pressed vinyl. And we did like pretty limited runs, like 250 to 500 copies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it would just go to like shops in Europe, in the US, whatever. Um, but some records did all right. I remember like at one point, I think it was like 2009, I put, it was one of the last records I put out on my record label i put out like a lp um under spl and it was like eight tracks and like one track per side so it was like higher fidelity and it um by the way your your camera's still off <laughs> uh, i can't see you i know i'm about, I'm about to turn it back on in a second okay. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah i miss you i miss you but um yeah Miss seeing your mug. I'll um, turn it back on, dude. I'll turn it back on. Hold that thought. Here, so actually, sing. Sing, <laughs> sing. Sing, dude. Sing? Sing. No. Okay. Well, you, <laughs> I don't want to do anything you don't want to do. No, uh, But, yeah, so that record, like, it was expensive. So I actually made okay money at the time. I made way more than I ever planned on on yeah. that record. Mm -hmm. Um, and it like that was dope. It was fucking cool. Um, but yeah, there was there was like some money if the record label wanted to actually pay you. Yeah, dude. So from going from SPL to Champagne Drip, was it like kind of? Do you have this idea of like doing a rebrand, or was it just like you were making a little bit different vibe of a music, and you're like, this doesn't fit SPL. I felt, like, really stuck with SPL. Like, I felt like no matter what I did, I just was, like, fucking hitting the ceiling of what I could do. And I was getting, like, bored, too, musically. So, and I was listening to, like, tons of, like, Phil, Coll Phil Collins and shit. And I was like, I want to make something completely different. And I'd already made a bunch of different music at that point with SPL, but I wanted to make something, like, really different. I didn't even know what I was going to call it or, like, anything. And you were like, I just love drinking champagne. That's where we're going. <laughs> that, like, came later. I was, like, hung over, and I was like, put me on a champagne trip. And I was, like, looking for a name for the project. And I was like, that's the fucking name. There you go. Just because it was like, I don't know, catchy and no one had used it for anything. Yeah, it sounds high class, you know? Sounds high class. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, so you felt stuck. Now, were, was SPL a full on career at this point? Like, whenever you were getting ready to make that change, was it just like, or was it something that where you had another job, or was it just fully SPL right there? It was fully SPL. I was, like, scraping by, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Dude, I've scraped by for years. Like, I, I've i had, like, three or four day jobs. No, maybe five. I don't know. I, like, worked in a comic store when I was a kid and worked at a ski resort. But uh, after that, I only had, like, 
two or three jobs as an adult. Two of which I was like living at home with my parents. Once I moved out, I don't know. I just always figured out how to scrape by because I, yeah. I like never. I still like I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. I can't imagine myself being like happy doing something else. Yeah, no, I get that. So, man. so I did the starving artist thing for years. I was just fucking stubborn about it. <laughs> was it scary making that change for going from like you know just complete rebrand you know what i'm saying because it's worked a lot for some it's failed a lot for some too you know completely rebranding and just doing something new what were you scared to like you know take that step yeah for sure mm-hmm. i didn't have like confidence that it would work how did that, it work was... how, 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 how'd you make it work dude Get dude, the it, secret. give all the kids it up also there. took it took me a long time yeah um yeah. And it was weird and like i don't know it was cool because i learned from a lot of mistakes that i made doing spl but i still made a ton of fucking i mean i make mistakes all the time yeah um but eventually i got like a lot of what helped is i surrounded myself with like better more talented people like the team i was working with wasn't very strong in the beginning um and that honestly made a huge difference people just having people around me with strengths where i have weaknesses you know and and people who have like a big platform who and i've i've had that like throughout my career someone who i've had a number of like big artists play my shit or you know um put out my music or this or that um like a lot of my heroes and shit but it didn't really like I don't know, it made a little bit of a difference, but I feel like um, when I really started like working with Liquid Stranger and shit, he was like, I don't want to just like put out your music and like benefit from that. He was like, and be like the cool guy with the cool label. He was like, I want you to be a successful artist. And I feel like he, I feel like every any big artist kind of knows what it takes. And I felt like he was willing to go above and beyond and really kind of share that. Yeah. Dude, he's the fucking man. Like, he's the fucking man. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful about just, like, himself, but just Wakan, too. It's not just, like, a label. It's like, hey, we're going to use this and and help everyone else's career out. But, like, and it's going to be, like, this family vibe, man. It's fucking Mm -hmm. beautiful. It's fucking. Be- when did you? When did you get on? Get on that Wakan? When did you? When did you and the and the strangers? It was like two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I put out a track on a compilation there. Mm. And, Dude. But I I started working with like Loper even before I was on Wakan. Lope dog. Yeah, we like went back and forth. Like, he was like, I think it's a great idea. And then we had, like, this other guy we were working with who was, like, skeptical of it. He was like, you gotta go put out music on, like, Never Say Die. I was like, Never Say Die is a great label, but it doesn't really fit as well what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they have more of a very specific like brand. Yeah. Whereas with like Wakan, I mean, Martin's always just said like, I trust you to like, just do what you want. Cause he was like, I know you care about it being good. I know you care about it making sense. So I don't know. Maybe there'd come a day where there's an issue, but, Literally every time I've wanted to do a release on Wakanda, it's been whatever I wanted it to do to be. Yeah, it's um, beautiful, man. Give it. It's yeah. really just like a platform. It's like, hey, this is you. Let's let's give you that platform. 
Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna decide who you are gonna be. Let we'll let you have that creative freedom. I like Yeah, that. and I think like I always kind of consider a lot of the same things like a label would consider too, just on my own. And maybe that's just from like running labels myself or whatever. But I feel like I you know, with like I feel like a big moment that changed for me was going on tour with Liquid Stranger and like I feel like I really found my audience there. Yeah. So whenever I put out like a record, like an EP or something, there's a lot a lot of the energy that goes into that like comes from them. Yeah. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of the energy comes from like the kind of tracks they respond to because I'll be testing shit out on the road as I'm working on it, and then the ones that I end that end up making the cut are already kind of like you know crowd tested. Yeah, I do like doing that, man. Whenever I, was, I did that a couple times on the Double Vision tour, uh, is I would you know work on a song on the plane or at the hotel and test it out that night. That was the first time yeah. I ever did that was the double vision tour. But uh, that was a fun that was a fun time. Yeah, you learn a lot about your music mm-hmm. that yeah, way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, dude, hell it's, yeah, Matt. And your music your music's so good. Like I love and like I'm not trying to jerk you off when I say this, but like, you know, like, you know, Machines Can Be Our Friends is easily like in my top five favorite electronic songs of all time. Like I love that thanks, fucking man. track. Every time I hear Kaleidoscope, I just wanna like touch just want to touch i'm just you know just want to touch it's uh, a touchy feely track yeah but dude but then you got like you know these heavier songs where you're just like you know trying to beat somebody but like <laughs> dude how do you how do you like is there different like because you got these emotional ass tracks like you know like a kaleidoscope or uh, machines can be our friends dude does that are, whenever you're making that type of music, are you just like experimenting and then like you know write a, write a few a cool chord, or are you just like you know feeling emotional that day and you try to export that, dude? Or I mean, or is there like I don't know? I tried microdosing for a little bit and making music and it fucking it didn't work out for me. But yeah, I guess. I, well, I was I was like microdosing when I wrote Kaleidoscope. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe that was the thing. Um, I I don't think that like makes made a huge difference. It was almost like upgraded caffeine for me. It was like motivating, but I don't know. Maybe a little bit performance enhancing, but a lot of it just came from like I'm gonna sit down and just try something and if what i make has like an emotional thing to it like a chord or just riff or whatever like then the track kind of writes itself because then i'll start getting in in my feels yeah about it you get me in my feels dude i I swear you get me in my feels sam whenever i listen to you i'm like i'm just like (laughs) I'm like, damn it's him. And I you know, I just want to call you and just talk about where I'm at and what I'm going through because that's what I do, you know? I'm like like, hey man, I got stuff going on and your your music's making me think about it, man. Let's talk about it real quick. Is that is that a weird to think, dude, you're like a therapist without being a therapist? That's what the music makes me think. It makes I, me think I, about problems. I think it's cool. I mean, it makes sense. That's what music's always been for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I feel really, like, proud that I've gotten to the point that my music can, that it connects with people. Because I can recall, like, it's yesterday when everything that came out of my computer was dog shit. <laughs> you know, so. Do you feel really confident now get, whenever you're uh, opening up a project file or just getting started no. on one? No. No. <laughs> Like, I know I can do it, but I it's not, like, a guarantee. I'm not like, yeah, I'm going to crush this one. I'm like, well, see what happens. Yeah. You know, hopefully I do, but if I don't, that I know I can another day. Like, I don't get discouraged. 
I might get a little frustrated and just be like, why the fuck doesn't it just happen? Because I wrote, like, Kaleidoscope in, like, four hours. Yeah. And it would be cool if that could always happen, but it doesn't, and I feel like my expectations are pretty managed. Yep, I feel that. I've started, like, trying to produce all new things, because I'm working on a comedy album right now. And it's like all the songs are like different styles. So like literally right before we started doing this today, I was writing a song. It's a metal track. It's about sucking dick. Because it was like, yeah. I was thinking like, what's the most metal thing a dude could do to blow a guy? That's, you know, I've came to okay. conclusion. So yeah, that's right. A metal track about blowing a dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going for. Just ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, dude, Can't hell wait yeah, to man. hear it. Well, dude, appreciate you coming on the podcast. I want to ask you some silly questions real quick, though, dude. All right, so yeah. check it. So we'll say Liquid Stranger, Lucid, G-Rex. You got to kill one, marry one, fuck one. Go. Mm. Like, I honestly wouldn't want to kill any of those guys because I really like all three of those dudes. Those are like three of my favorite people. So. Don't you try to I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I could kill Liquid Stranger if I wanted to. Actually, I couldn't kill any of those boys unless I did it like really shitty style, like while they were asleep or something. Well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like more. Because they're all stronger than me. (laughs) <laughs> They're all like way more badass physically. I don't know, like man. I feel like you could catch fucking G Rex slipping. You know what I mean? I feel I feel like you could just catch him slacking for he, a second. He's like athletic though. Yeah, I know, dude. But I just feel like he's distracted. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I could. May, yeah, maybe if he got like really blazed. Yep. Get him on some natty lots. Yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> but I don't know. I'd probably, if I was to marry one of them, probably Jake, because he's like the least seemingly depressed of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) The least emotional issues. And least emotional of the three. That's a good. That's a good. um, Good marriage uh, quality. It's just like, yeah. what's your emotional state? And I'd, I'd probably fuck Martin because he's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you already so, know so, he's nasty. Sorry, Neil. I, I love you to death, Neil, but you gotta go. <laughs> but, I mean, fortunately, I couldn't kill him, so he's Yeah, dude, obviously love them all to death it would never happen but yeah it's, it's just a funny thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> i like to, i don't want to hurt any of those guys feelings i, I want you to hurt me is that a, is that you know i want you to hurt me like for real or f- like pretend like a role playing like i want you to fucking hurt me sam <laughs> Fucking I don't I don't want to hurt you. Oh damn it, dude! We we couldn't be together. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would, Look, but it wouldn't I, be like intentional. I'd just be like, piss me off, and I'd be an asshole or something. It's like I I like my ice the same way I liked my heart, dude. Crushed. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, dude, I want to fucking thank you for coming on the show, man. I, oh, yeah, man, know, we, thanks we tried, for having me. We tried doing this show like nine months ago, me, you, and Neil, yeah. and we were just all obliterated. So it would just did that ever come out? No, no, it never came out. Yeah, but I'm glad we were able to do it where the show has evolved a lot and where it's you know it's a little bit more professional. Yeah, you got a dope. <laughs> podcaster's wall now yeah dude i got a wall bro it's, it's I'm, I'm official now. you got a wall wood wall I'm fucking official dude got a wall yeah. and a camera officially a podcaster yeah. hell yeah well anyway dude what's what's next for champagne drip man i know you said you get the two shows coming up but what, what's in the works for you what, what 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 do you want the people to know fuck um 
like this fucking pandemic's been weird so i've gotten really weird in the studio um yeah i like started a whole fucking techno project um and that like i'm i'm taking a year on that like it's not coming out anytime soon i have no idea um but i've been writing like i've got like 13 tracks already um, Hell yeah but like i want to get better at it so that's why i'm taking my time and that that won't even champagne drip no okay it's like gonna be a whole different thing like it's gonna be like techno music for people that love techno yeah um adults Older yeah, people. just like who, whoever the fuck, but like I'm gonna like, you know, like be releasing on techno labels and like whatever. So, um, for Champagne Drip, I'm like sitting on a bunch of shit, got a bunch of remixes. Um, I'm taking my time because like I want to be able to fucking tour off of any of these releases, you know. And since everything's so crazy right now, I'm just, like, taking my time. I've got some, like, remixes coming out and this and that. Some collabs. Got one with G-Rex uh, coming out. Some people like to say Grex, either or. Yeah, Grex. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I don't know, dude, I'm stoked for this weekend because I got, like, I'm doing a whole different kind of set. Throwback set, right? For it. no, it's like a like kind of experimental. So it's like super melodic and like yeah. kind of all over the place. And like I don't know, over the last few years, just because of the kinds of shows I've been playing and shit, I play a lot of like banger dubstep and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like like that's fucking fun. But, like, it's cool to take that out of the equation and just be like, all right, for this set, like, I don't give a fuck if anyone headbangs, like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, I just want to share music that I love. Like, I was just in Scranton, too. Yeah, we played um, where? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, we, we, like, played right, we were right next to each other, so. <laughs> fucking, <clears throat> I, um... You know, like, I don't need to do that again. That's, like, yeah. Martin's tripped night, too. I know DMV's playing. He's playing, like, a fucking... I don't know. He's got, like, a couple, like, chill projects, right? Like, Yeah, he's, he, his um, catalog's just massive, dude. No matter whatever set you need him to play, he's got it. Yeah. Well, and he makes, like, all that Ghost Creek shit and stuff, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, he's he's got just an, an, an insane catalog of all different types of music. So, he's he's so here. He, yeah, he's playing that night. So, I don't know. The stage is kind of set to do something really different. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm, That's I'm, why I'm tired. I, like, was working on that set for, like, 11 hours yesterday and shit. Hell, yeah. Everyone's going to be doing... I mean, not everyone. Some people are going to be doing, like, spooky sets, dude. I'm not getting spooky at all this Halloween, dude. I'm getting ratchet, dude. Ratchet-ween. Yeah. I'm fucking opening Fuck up. Yeah. I'm opening up with Boosie, dude. It's going... It's, it's getting dirty. Hell, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't think I'm getting like spooky either. Yeah, there's definitely like a couple spooky moments. Yeah, well, I'm just but I always have a couple spooky moments. Like I love spooky music. I mean, I might scare you now because I dropped the bass and then I look out, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, look out, bro. That's the king. I gotta yeah, work on my, I gotta I was, work on my impersonation. I, I've been I was literally watching videos this morning on how to do an Elvis impersonation because I want to talk like that all day when I'm in that fucking outfit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like not gonna he, break character. He, nope, I'm gonna stay in character all fucking day. Even whenever you see me, I'm like, hello. <laughs> like whenever I'm dressed up, whenever I'm normal Mitch clothes, I'm gonna be normal Mitch. But as soon as I put on the outfit, bro, it's on. It's on. Fuck it's yeah. On, it's on like a chicken bone, but walk out, man. You know what I'm saying. Well, I'm excited to see you because I'm I'm coming out a night early. Yeah, dude, let's get together and have a good time. I know we, you and I have been kind of separated, even the times we've been together. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's well, it's been weird, and like I've been just like showing up and leaving. Yeah, yeah. So, but let's have let's at least have one 
one beer. You know, we can at least have a beer. Together. Yeah. Well, because it's like Wakan and shit, and I like, yeah, I'm gonna hang out because and and I played for this promoter too. Like, it's like a, um, it's um, it's like co-promoted Wakan and. I forget. Is it like Sub-sonics. yeah, mm-hmm. sub squad or no squad? Yeah, because I know like what I'm getting into. Yeah, I'm like gonna hang out because I like the way they did shit. They did. They were really like on top of it. Yeah, they were. They were. They're flawless. But anyway, brother, I fucking so, love you, yeah. dude. I'm glad you and I have gotten, uh, you know, to become friends of these past couple of years, dude. Uh, not yeah, man. Ma- not only am I a massive fan of your music, I'm a massive fan of Sam, dude. And uh, thank you. And, and I value your friendship, brother. I love you, and I thank you. Likewise, again, dude. I'm I'm glad I've been able to see you lately. Thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking, uh, I'm like, I'm stoked. Well, dude. I'll see Fuck you. Yeah. I'll see you Thursday, baby. I love you. I, I love you too, man. Sh- you, sh- you have a good one. You as well. Champagne drip, everybody. And that was Samuel's son, everybody, aka Mr. Champagne Drip. Love that dude. He's goofy. Man snores loud as fuck, though. Snores really loud. I can't share a hotel room with him. He snores too loud. But I hope everyone has a good Halloween. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I will see y'all next week for another episode of Talks with Taboo. I love y'all. Be safe. Bye.